Our first reading this morning comes to us from the book of Isaiah, chapter 35, verse 1 through the first half of verse 7, and then verse 10. Listen to God's word. The wilderness and the dry land shall be glad. The desert shall rejoice and blossom. Like the crocus, it shall blossom abundantly and rejoice with joy and singing. The glory of Lebanon shall be given to it, the majesty of Carmel and Sharon. They shall see the glory of the Lord, the majesty of our God. Strengthen the weak hands and make firm the feeble knees. Say to those who are of a fearful heart, be strong, do not fear. Here is your God. He will come with vengeance and terrible recompense. He will come and save you. Then the eyes of the blind shall be opened and the ears of the deaf unstopped. Then the lame shall leap like deer and the tongue of the speechless sing for joy. For waters shall break forth in the wilderness and streams in the desert. The burning sand will become a pool and the thirsty ground springs of water. And the ransomed of the Lord shall return and come to Zion with singing. Everlasting joy shall be upon their heads. They shall obtain joy and gladness and sorrow inside shall flee away. And our gospel reading this morning is from the gospel according to Matthew chapter 11, verses 16 through 19. Listen again to God's word. But to what shall I compare this generation? It's like children sitting in the marketplaces and calling to one another. We played the flute for you and you did not dance. We wailed and you did not mourn. For John came neither eating nor drinking, and they say, he has a demon. The Son of Man came eating and drinking, and they say, look, a glutton and a drunkard, a friend of tax collectors and sinners. Yet wisdom is vindicated by her deeds. This is the word of our Lord. Thanks be to God. That passes from... From Matthew just goes to prove a couple of things, but the simple lesson is you can't make anyone happy. It isn't going to happen. Do you remember uh, Franco Zeffirelli, the guy who did uh, Romeo and Juliet with, uh, oh, I can't remember the two kids' names anymore, huh? Leonardo DiCaprio. No, no, the, uh, the old one. Yeah, the old one. That one's good too, but the old one, I can't remember their names. But we watched it in junior high school. Well, actually, it was a film strip. And when it got to certain parts of the film strip, uh, the teachers had had to go in with a black, permanent black marker and black some things out because they weren't really appropriate. Uh, I think they might not have been so bad, except it was junior high. We were all little hormone storms anyway. It just would not have worked well. But Zeffirelli also did a movie for TV called Jesus of Nazareth. And he got Robert Powell to play Jesus. And if you've never seen, you probably don't see him much anymore at all, but Robert Powell does narrate a whole lot of BBC productions. 
The really cool thing, I guess, to Zeffirelli was the fact that Robert Powell was great at looking <laughs> so pained, so reverent, being quiet, like the whole world was on his shoulders all the time. Yeah, it was, but, you know, come on. Who behaves like that and draws crowds? Yeah. Oh, low is me, Lord, I am not worthy. We don't hang out with people who suck the life right out of us. We know them, right? I have several friends. I can be around them for an hour, and then I feel like I've got no soul left. I love them, but I can't be around them long. We want to be around people for whom life is a joy and a pleasure. We want to be around people who laugh, people who know good jokes, people who remember funny things that happened in their lives. We want to be around people who put life into us, whether they know it or not. And I think that's probably why sometimes we have a little problem with that Jedi Jesus. He comes across more as Obi-Wan Kenobi than he does as the son of God and a human being. But try to tell Christians Jesus was as happy as he was serious. And you'll get these looks from some people Jesus was not happy. Jesus was pious and reverent. And if you're going to be pious and reverent, you can't be happy. <laughs> you must always look like the whole world has turned against you and you are a tortured soul. Personally, I think people like that are dull. There's a uh, Billy Joel song that says, I'd rather laugh with the sinners than cry with the saints. There you go. Jesus gathered followers everywhere, so he must have been charismatic. He must have been somebody you wanted to listen to, somebody whose presence you wanted to be in. Doesn't that make more sense than Robert Powell and Franco Zeffirelli? Even a couple of the Pharisees, think about that. Joseph of Arimathea and Nicodemus also were drawn to Jesus. And those are pious guys. They went to Jesus because they saw something there that gave them life. But Jesus also didn't go and seek out the holy people of his time. He went and hung out with drunks, with homeless people, with Romans, that was a definite no-no. With thieves, with a bunch of smelly fishermen. He hung out with hookers and smelly shepherds. You ever been around sheep? Imagine what it's like to be around the people who are around sheep. When bathing is not something you do every day. 
He hung around with slaves and lepers, people nobody else wanted to be seen with because it could taint their own righteousness. Do you suppose any of those people would want to hang out with somebody who wasn't fun? Think about how not fun their lives were. How do you draw people like that to you? By offering them joy in life. By welcoming them into your presence. There was a song on the radio, I think it's been about 10 years, maybe 12, I'm not sure. And I can't remember who did the song, but it had a great beat. It had a good melody, and you had to, the way this lady sang it, it was a lady, the way she sang it, you kind of had to listen to pick up on the words. It was one of those songs you have to listen to five or six times, and you don't mind doing it because it's just a cool-sounding song. But it, it, it was, I think it was called Raise Your Glass. Pink? Pink? Yeah. That sounds right. Yeah, yeah. Pink. I don't know why her parents named her Pink, but who knows. But it's a song for people who don't fit in. It celebrates the people nobody really wants to be around. The words come through and you realize this is a song for geeks, dweebs, dorks, nerds, Anybody who does not fit this song says, raise your glass if you're wrong in all the right ways. That's us. <laughs> if you compare Jesus to the world around him and then what we are called to be to the world around us, we are called to be wrong in all the right ways and to celebrate that. I know you're Presbyterians, but it's okay to celebrate. As I listened to that song, the disciples popped into my head. Who were they? Who's going to hang out with them? They were cast-offs. And as far as we know, none of them was particularly, particularly religious. Except maybe Simon the Zealot. Other than that, we don't know anything about him. As I listened, then Jesus came to mind. Jesus was wrong in all the right ways. And Jesus also did not mind raising his glass. Remember that as we go through the rest of this. That song says to people who feel like they don't matter, celebrate who you are. You do matter. You probably matter more than the people who matter. Do you ever stop and think that it's not the Bill Gates, Jeff Bezos, uh, what's that guy, uh, Elon Musk. Musk? Yeah, what a name. They don't make the world go around. The people who work for them make the world go around. You make the world go around. You're the ones who matter. Get it? 
Celebrate yourselves. This is a season to celebrate. And I don't think we can do anything else in the season of Advent but consider Jesus' words today. John the Baptist came. He didn't eat too much. He didn't drink too much. Remember he ate grasshoppers and crickets and things. And bleh. Yeah. <laughs> Probably worms too. And all these people saw him, these righteous people, and said, he's got a demon. He's evil. He's possessed. Of course, then Jesus comes along, and Jesus does sit down and eat with people. He attends banquets, and he drinks. And I know there are a lot of people who would say, yeah, but it wasn't alcoholic wine. It was really just grape juice. Let me, let me tell you something. The laws of chemistry still apply and did then. You ferment fruit juice, what do you get? Alcohol. Ta-da. But think about that. Jesus came along eating and drinking, just the opposite of John, and everybody says, oh, look, he's a glutton and a drunkard. You can't make anybody happy in these particular people. No matter who God sends, you, those people are still sticks in the mud. They don't want to be happy. Or maybe they just want to be happy on their own terms and not on God's. So I can remember a little part of this. Raise your glass if you're wrong in all the right ways. All my underdogs, we will never be nitty-gritty, dirty little freaks. Come on and raise your glass. I, I can relate to that. Anybody here able to relate to being wrong in all the right ways? Yeah, good. Because you're supposed to be. If you're not, we need to talk. If you have the unmitigated gall to speak the truth to the powerful, raise your glass. If you have the temerity to work for the poor, the hungry, the homeless, the jobless, raise your glass. If you're foolish enough to love even your enemies along with your family and friends, raise your glass. And if you're impractical enough to trust God instead of money and power and security, raise your glass. All my underdogs, if, if you are dismissed by the powers of this world, raise your glass. You're on the right team. If nothing works out the way you planned, raise your glass. You're in the right place. If you're picked on, raise your glass. And if people say bad things about you because of the good you stand for, the good that you have done, raise your glass. Celebrate it. 
There is nothing better to me than to be called, I'm trying to think of the nicer things. <laughs> it's not in your vocabulary. Do what? It's not in your vocabulary. Yeah, it's probably not in my vocabulary. Uh, let's just say I've been called a communist. I'm not, but if you think I am, that's cool. I like it because you've marginalized me, and that makes me good. Think about this. This this thing, pink, pink, said I can't stop coming in hot. I should be locked up right on the spot. It's so on right now. You know what it means when somebody says it's on. We're going to throw down. And it might mean a fight. It might mean a celebration. You never know. But I think in this case, she's talking about being celebrated for being wrong, for doing this stuff that nobody thinks we should. Think about Jesus' responses to the scribes, the Pharisees, the money changers. So if you're too cool for school, and you're treated like a fool. You can choose to let it go. We can always party on our own. We don't need anybody else. We love everybody else, but if they don't want to have our kind of party, they can go have their own. Our Lord commanded us to raise our glass. Remember communion? Wine and bread? And they were sitting down to have their meal. Maybe Passover, maybe not. Nobody's quite sure. But when we raise our glasses together, we raise it up in honor of our God who gave himself up in our place so we could live. And we raise it up in honor of our Lord who left us, who left his tomb and freed us from sin and death. And when we raise our glass, we raise it in honor of the saints who show us the way to live out our faith. And contrary to popular belief, a lot of those saints raised a glass. Benjamin Franklin said, beer is proof that God loves us and wants us to be happy. <laughs> I suspect when we raise our glass, Jesus raises his in return. If you're wrong in all the right ways, Jesus loves you and celebrates you. Jesus does not call to mind our sins and our transgressions. That's for us to do. So we can remember who we are in relation to our God. And I think Jesus raises that glass and says to you, most beloved of all my creation, love me above everything else. Love everyone the way I love you, especially when it's hard. And don't take yourself so seriously. Dang, raise a glass. Celebrate. Amen. Come, let's stand and say who we are and to whom we belong. <laughs>